Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, Jordan here. Welcome back to the Pitch Not So Perfect podcast. I know it has been a couple of weeks. I had to take a little time off to focus on my last two weeks of school ever. Plus, we had two really busy weeks of softball, but we're back and I'm officially done with school and completed my undergrad. Um, I'm not 100% sure what I want to do with all of my free time now. It's only been like a week of being done with school and I'm already bored out of my mind, but we'll figure that out, I guess. Anyways, let's get started Um, the same way we usually do. Let's run through the past few games as well as some of the upcoming ones before we get started. So this upcoming weekend, we obviously are going to UCLA. Uh, Game times are Friday at 7, Saturday at 7, and Sunday at 12, I believe. All of these will be streamed on Pac-12 Network. I would say come to the game, but I'm pretty sure it's already sold out. At least that's what I've been told. So you'll just have to check that out on Pac-12 Network. But uh, I know it's been a few weeks. I know the last we spoke, we were getting ready to head to North Carolina. That trip was absolutely amazing. I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to play close to home and have so many loved ones show up and support us that weekend. It was truly amazing. Uh, we, we won all five games starting with an extra inning thriller at UNC Greensboro on that Thursday. The team ended up hitting 17 home runs that weekend, and yeah, I said 17. Absolutely insane. Val and Ariel specifically, I swear, it felt like they hit a home run almost every single at-bat. I think my favorite part about their success that weekend was like knowing how hard that they have worked to get there. I mean, I feel like the two of them specifically are always in the cages on off days, before practice, sometimes after two, just getting extra reps in and doing the little things right. So just to see their hard work not just pay off, but pay off in as big and as explosive of a way that it did was so awesome. I mean, honestly, I can't think of anyone else more deserving. They, of course, carried that explosiveness into uh, the next weekend where we got to play at home for the first time this season. We won all three games, the first one against Portland State, and then we had two against North Dakota State the next day, and it felt great to be back at the game playing with our home crowd in the stands finally and doing our thing. It was super, super cool. Saturday night, we had our Diamond Dinner, which went really well. Janie Reed was our keynote speaker, and it was really neat to listen to her talk and share a little bit of her story, as well as getting a chance to sit and eat with a lot of our donors and just be surrounded by so many people that support our sport and help contribute to our success. It was a great night. Like, absolutely so much fun. We then officially started conference play. Uh, I feel like this season is kind of flying by, but we opened up at Utah. We won two of three games against them, and then we played BYU on that Monday and got the win as well. Uh, that weekend particularly started off a little rough for us and we had to figure some things out as a team. I mean, I think of how I threw in the first game against Utah personally, and it was pretty bad. Um, I don't really know why I I thought I had prepared well, had even been throwing very well, all of it. I was ready to go, but something was just kind of off. And no matter what I did that game, my ball just kind of kept landing right over the middle of the plate. And so we made some adjustments the next day, even worked on them a bit on that Sunday as well. And I thought I had it all adjusted by Monday coming into the BYU game. But after a couple innings in that game, it was back to being a little bit rough again. And I mean, it was disappointing. I mean, you think of how hard you work, not only physically, but mentally as well to be ready to go and for things to just not work like you want them to. And then you not perform that the way you want to kind of sucks. I mean, it just does. But that's the game, I guess. And it was back to work for the rest of the week to prepare for Cal. And that's exactly what I did. I worked so hard just to get the little things I needed to fix uh, and came out Friday against Cal feeling great. I mean, I honestly felt like it was all coming together now, but 
Then we hit a little bit of a bump, and I gave up a couple runs, so we made a pitching change, and then as the game went on, you could see that us as a team, I mean, there's no other way to put it besides we got absolutely embarrassed. It was bad. It was hard to watch. It was hard to play in, all of it. I mean, it was like us as a team forgot how to play, and we were furious, all of us, because that was not how Oregon softball plays, especially at home in front of our own crowd. We thought we had to dig deep and figure some things out during Utah weekend, but this weekend, I mean, we had to dig even deeper because we were absolutely not allowing that to happen to us ever again. No way. Absolutely not. So the next day we bounced back and won, and the day after that we won again, so we ended up winning the series. And that game was not easy. Game three is never, ever easy in a series, especially in the pack. It's an all-hands-on-deck kind of a day, and you really just have to grind it out and fight for that win if you want it bad enough. So we were up by two in the bottom of the seventh, and we had gotten two outs. So the game was almost over, but Cal clearly had other plans. Uh, I will say this about them. They sure as hell do not give up or lay down. They're a tough team that's going to surprise a lot of people this year, but somehow we ended up with the bases loaded, and it was a one-run ball game with two outs still. There's a left-handed batter up um, that was getting ready to come up to the plate, so they told me that I was going in for the lefty-lefty matchup to finish the game. I knew, however, as soon as uh, they put me in that Cal would pinch hit and probably put a righty in to try and mess up our plan, but I didn't care though. Something felt different in me that day. I, I don't really know, like it's hard to explain, but it was like this sense of calm and no worry, no fear, no nerves, anxiety, nothing. Like I didn't even feel excited. It was just like this weird sense of calm and I knew exactly what to do. Now, that is the absolute loudest I have ever, ever heard the crowd at Jane Sanders Stadium. The whole place was going nuts, and so was our team. I mean, you could feel the energy in the air. It was insane. But as I was standing in the circle, it was like my brain just canceled out all of it. Uh, the girl was standing on top of the plate, and I mean literally on top of the plate. And so I knew exactly what she was trying to do. Uh, she probably wanted me to hit her so the tying run would cross the plate. But I didn't care. Uh, I'm still going to jam you is literally the only thing that went through my head after I saw her do that. And so that's what we did. And after four pitches, the count was two and two. And Brooke and I talked about this after the game a little bit. But we said that, like, you know, as a pitcher, when you dream of that moment when you're in the game and the game is on the line, we kind of always imagine a strikeout pitch with a hard pitch, like a rise or a curve or screw or something up and in to blow it right by them. Which, when I think about it, you know, it's pretty true. She was right. So when the sign came in as a changeup on the outside corner, I instantly thought, game over. There was absolutely no way that she was going to be on time for this. Not after I had been jamming her the whole at bat. I mean, not many would even be confident enough to throw that kind of a pitch with the bases loaded in the game on the line, which is why I knew it would work. And that sense of calm just became even more prevalent as I stepped onto the rubber. It was almost like I didn't even have like a heartbeat. I mean, seriously, guys, it was the strangest feeling I think I've ever felt. So I went for it. And boom, strike three, game over. The crowd went nuts. My team went ballistic. I mean, I thought they were going to tackle me or something. It was easily one of the best moments in my career. And it was only five pitches. But that's all I needed to throw that game. It was all I was meant to throw in that game. And so sometimes it's not always about how you start. It's about how you finish. I think, too, the reason I felt so calm in that moment is because I've been there before. And I have failed uh, many times. I can think of two different travel ball games off the top of my head where I came in with the winning, winning run on third barely even warmed up and lost the game. And I can think of other games where I've succeeded, but it hasn't been as big of a deal, uh, maybe because the bases weren't loaded and the game wasn't necessarily completely on the line. It was more of just get the outs and finish the game. And I mean, I can think of dozens of other times where I was put in for whatever reason and failed and it sucks. 
but those failures are what allow you to succeed in the biggest moments. So I felt nothing but peace out there and composure and this overwhelming sense of it was already written. And I mean, this game is nuts, let me tell you, but enough of the schedule rundown. Let's get to talking. Today, I wanted to talk about a few tips for my pitchers mainly, but all athletes in general on how to be yourself as an athlete and be confident in who you are on the field. Previously, we talked about the importance of preparation and how that can give you some confidence going into games and facing another opponent, but today I want to talk to you about a few things that might help as well with your confidence in who you are and love what you do and what you bring to the table. So, everybody is different. Every single person is different and unique. That's the cool thing, but sometimes we struggle uh, with being different because we like what someone else is doing or maybe we like what they have or what we might not necessarily have. Um, but we want it. And so we get jealous or insecure, or we might even try to be like them because that's what we do. We're human. And we oftentimes, without even realizing it, compare ourselves to others, especially in sports where everybody wants to be the greatest at what they do. We're competitive. We want to win. We want to be great. All of it. So we try to mimic our idols or sometimes our competition if they are better or even teammates if we want to play like them. It happens all the time in every sport, seriously. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be better and using people to look up to as motivation to achieve certain goals. But at the same time, we have to know and understand what exactly it is that we are striving to be better at and why we want to be better. And we also need to know and understand our own strengths and weaknesses as well. We have to really dive deep into understanding what makes us as an athlete, what we are really good at, and own that first. Because what makes me a great athlete or pitcher might not be the same things that make you a great athlete or pitcher. For example, for pitchers, because, I mean, like I said, most of this is for you guys. Um, you have a staff, right? Let's say there's four of you. One of you might throw really hard. One of you might not throw really hard. You might spin the ball more. One of you might have a really good changeup, and one of you might be in the middle, but you have a really great rise ball. Each of you are very different types of pitchers, and it's okay to want to throw harder if you're the girl who is super spinny, and it is okay to want a really good changeup if you're the girl that throws 70. It's okay to want to get better in the areas that you might not be strongest in. You wouldn't be a competitive athlete if you didn't want to, right? But also, know that what you are really good at, someone else might not have, if that makes sense. I'm going to explain more, I promise, but we'll get there. I've seen so many times throughout my career and even struggled myself with this at times of pitchers focusing too much on the things they're not that they abandon the things that they're great at and lose sight of who they are. I mean, I'm five, five and a half. I can throw three different speeds, but my average will always be mid 60s. I think this weekend I was consistently 66 to 68 and I'm left handed. Although I have hit 70 twice in my life, I will likely never, ever consistently hit that in a game. It's just not in the cards for me. What I am really good at is mixing speeds and making the ball move like crazy. That is me. I am also not very tall. I will never be six foot tall and be super big and intimidating on the mound. Once again, it is not in the cards for me and never will be. But I can have a strong presence on the mound and intimidate the opponent in other ways. You might be a pitcher that is very tall and intimidating, and you can hit 68 to 72 miles an hour consistently in a game, but you struggle to get as much break as, let's say, my ball. It doesn't mean you can't make your ball move, because you still can, but you were not me and I am not you. So own what you're great at and be consistent with it. Pound the corners with that 70 mile an hour pitch. Run it in on the hands of some of the bigger power hitters and watch them hit weak ground balls or infield pop-ups because they can't be on time to you. Own that. Own that first and love that about yourself first. You can work on getting more movement or adding another speed to your game, absolutely. And I strongly encourage you to do so because you can never learn too much. 
but don't ever compare what you do to what someone else is doing because each pitcher is different, even when you throw similar speeds and pitches. I mean, you can have two left-handed pitchers that throw mid-60s with a drop and a rise, and they still will be completely different pitchers. Seriously, call me crazy, but I am so serious. I've seen it happen. One might start and maybe get lit up, and then you put the other girl in who throws the same exact stuff and shuts the team down the rest of the game, or vice versa. It doesn't mean one is better or worse than the other. It just means you're different. So, in conclusion, own what you're good at. Own what makes you you. And run with it. Don't compare yourself to other pitchers. Don't try to be like them either. Of course, you can strive, you know, to better your rise ball like theirs or better your change up or whatever it may be. But when you try to throw exactly like them or even obsess over throwing as hard as they do or spinning it as much as they do, you might lose sight of what you're already great at. You'd be amazed at how many pitchers might want to throw a certain pitch like you or be good at hitting a spot or a speed like you do. Seriously, you never know. I like to think of it kind of how I did with my hair when I was younger. Sounds silly, I know, but when I was younger, I hated having naturally curly hair. I mean, I absolutely hated it. There was a time in middle school where I swear I straightened it every single day. Absolutely killed my hair. I thought straight hair was prettier, and that's what most people at my school had said. So that's just what I did until one day my mom, one, showed me what curly hair products were, and two, said, do you have any idea how many people wished they had your hair? It's beautiful. Don't ruin it trying to be like everyone else. And ever since then, I don't know what it was, but I have loved my curly hair. I love being able to curl it, straighten it, wave it, wear it natural, braid it, throw it in a bun, do literally anything and everything to it because my hair allows me to do so. And I love taking care of it. I love my natural hair the most. That's my favorite part. It's cool to switch it up every now and then, but I love what my natural hair looks like. And that's what I feel I look best in because it's me. It's who I am. Same thing with pitching. Love what you're best at. You can still learn and switch it up every now and then, but don't ever lose sight of the beauty that you already have in your craft, trying too hard to look like, or in this case, throw like everyone else. But that's all I got for today. Thank you guys so much for being patient with me the last several weeks and taking the time to check out this week's episode. Make sure to follow me on my social medias listed in the description, and I will talk to you guys next week. This time, I actually mean it. So see you guys later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.